What's good, Eastwood? It's the one and only DJ Flavor back in the building, and as promised, I got the legendary John Mark in the studio. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, looks like you've caused quite a commotion, good commotion to be exact, with your recent successful march. Yeah, it was great seeing the community come together in that way to make it happen. There are many things in life we're taking a stand against, and I think we proved that. <laughs> right. Oh, my brother. People these days just don't seem to stand for very much. Unfortunately. But we can change that. I'm sure. Do you think the march accomplished that in the grand scheme of things? It was a step, but it was just the beginning. It was more than a march. It was a statement. It showed that the community of Eastwood is at the very least willing to stand with those in our communities. Shifting on that note before we take calls, I gotta ask you, man, the Devon and Collins case. Yes? What are your thoughts so far? We hear this narrative too often. It seems there's always an excuse for these stories. But we can't give up the fight for justice. No, more importantly, we can't give up the fight for truth. Truth in the case, Truth about our justice system and the fact that unnecessary police violence has infiltrated the system and is being okayed or given a free pass. What it boils down to is the lack of responsibility and accountability. That is what we are fighting for. No matter what happens, Collins, I have your back. Thanks, Chief. Just go in there and tell them what happened. Don't get caught up in the press or what the news is going to say. I know your integrity. You're a good man and a better officer. The defense has a stand. Just give them the truth, Collins. Mr. Collins, would you give the people of the court your account of the events that took place July 17th? I pulled over Devon Watson. He had a busted taillight. As I ran his license, I discovered that his registration had expired. Continue. I pulled over Devon, and when I approached, I asked for his license and registration. And I could tell he was on edge. On edge? Yes. Yes. So I asked what he was reaching for, to which he responded, his license and registration. The way he said it, though, sounded like he was ready to pick a fight. Very rigid. He started escalating the discussion, claiming I was harassing him. I just asked for his license or registration. Would you say he was not compliant? Absolutely not. What happened next? I then asked Devon Watson to step out of the car. He continued to not be compliant. Did you, as Ms. Brown so despairingly called it, yank him out of the vehicle? No. As he hesitated to comply, I helped him move along and get out of the car. He accused me all the more of harassment and even racial profiling, which was not the case. His light was out, and that's cause for the traffic stop. What happened next? As things became more heated, his body language changed and became more aggressive. How so? Fists clenched, shoulders rolled back. Did he at any point have his hands up? Not right away. When he suddenly put his hands up, it looked like he was about to lunge for my weapon. And then what happened? Fearing for my life, I drew my gun and... I was forced to open fire. Let's take a call. 
You're on the air with DJ Flavor. Spit your game. Hey, look, man. Look, I just want to say thanks to John Mark for leading the march earlier this week, man. I think it's a, a great thing you're doing in the city, bro. Thanks. I, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Keep up that good work, man. Thanks. Keep the message of unity and justice going. <laughs> all right, all right. Keeping the love going. Let's take our next caller. You're on the air with DJ Flavor. This is Kai Banks. How you doing, Kai? I'm frustrated, honestly. I want to bring up what you were talking about before about truth. Do you deny the fact that there's racial injustice done to our community? I never said I didn't. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. And you really think a march is enough? Well, it's a start. We saw the result. A start for what? How does that stop cops from gunning down our brothers and sisters in our community down? That's just one part of the issue. City council was going to demolish these homes for their own gain. We had to do something right now. This march was a call for accountability. Listen, if you want to call the system to be accountable, how about doing more than just walking around the block? Would you like to meet up, Kai? What do you mean? How about we meet in person? and talk more about this. I want to know more about you and where you fit into this. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. I'll be at the Wildcats gym on Thursday night. I'll be there. Perfect. John Mark should be leaving soon. Mm Mm-hmm. Just find whatever you can. Do we have a warrant for this, James? There he is. Andrew? Let's go, Shore. Basic fact on the census website. How is it we make up 13.4% of the population, but our fatality rate is almost three times higher than whites? And 83% of victims were reported to be armed, yet black victims were more likely to be unarmed than the white population who sits at just over 9%, while we're at almost 15. You know your facts, John. It's not that hard to find. Just depends on whose narrative you're drinking from. I'm sure of that. Why'd you want to meet with me? Wanted to hear from you. Want to hear your story. I had a friend who was uh, killed by the cops about three years ago. We tried to fight the case, but the judge acquitted the officer involved. What's worse is that I thought we had it. I was so sold out that we were going to win. I wanted to not believe the narrative we hear so much will be my narrative. I'm sorry to hear that. He was trying to get his life together, you know? And he got gunned down for something stupid. That's tough, man. That's why I started the Wildcats. To help educate the young black community. I wanted in the beginning, if I could have prevented my friend's death, If I had just started the Wildcats sooner. I feel like we need more of that here. Investing in the next generation. I mean, they're our future. For sure. 
We're all about empowering the black youth in the neighborhood and educating them. And how do you do that? We give them self-worth. I mean, you should know a thing or two about our struggle. Yeah, man. It's, it's rough sometimes. Nah. It's every day. James, this is pointless. No. Come on, there's got to be something. Just keep looking. And we're looking for... What this John Mark guy is really up to. Is it so hard to believe that he might actually be what he says he is? Yes. See, everyone treats him like he's some kind of spotless hero, but at the end of the day, he's just as human as the rest of us. There's got to be something in here that we can use against him. So what's your story? Right now, I work at the coffee house in town. Really? Yeah, it helps me connect with people who come in and see what's going on in the community. Helps me to understand how I can fit into everything happening. That's good. I like that you're analytical like that. I try. Look, we gotta make sure the narrative gets twisted no more. We gotta make sure those who oppose us are dealt with. Dealt with? Yeah, them preppy white boys who sit in the stands just taking in all the watered-down stories of what's happening in these streets. (laughs) The sheltered white chicks who got a platform and think they know the story. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I've met Sarah West. (laughs) Then you get what I'm saying. Mm. Most importantly, the broken justice system and all who are part of it, especially the cops. So you see them as the enemy. Yeah, I do. What do you think they are? In their current state? They're not my friends. But they're not my enemies. Say what now? Yeah, the system is broken. We don't have to go far to find that out. And honestly, people like Sarah West are actively choosing not to see it for themselves. So, by their own choosing, they're not my friends. Okay. But that doesn't mean they're my enemies. Prejudice can live in any person. I'm aware the police system can be a useful tool of racism. It was used in the South in the 19th century. It it targeted our communities in the 80s with the war on drugs. And we're still seeing the effects of that echo to this day. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to hate every person in law enforcement or even the institution itself. I don't think either are beyond redemption. Okay, now now you're tripping, man. All cops are constantly harassing these kids. You saying they ain't wrong to do that? No, it is wrong. But another problem comes to play when we aren't even willing to talk to those outside the black community. So you want us to ask the cops to help us? I want anyone willing to help us. You find anything in this room? Nothing up here. Gotta be something. A gun or a substance. What did he say? You in here? James? What are you doing behind that couch? What did you just do? The black community is strong on its own. I didn't say it wasn't. Then what are you saying against your own people? 
Nothing. What I'm saying is that if someone wants a seat at the table where we gather to fight racial prejudice, why wouldn't we want that? Oh, so some white savior can come in and save us? Man, it's not about that. We have to set our pride to the side. The black man has had to fight for everything. We had to fight to vote, to own a home, a fair wage. All we've ever known is the fight. And what if someone wants to join that fight? What if you come across one person who's not black and they want to shout out alongside you, Black Lives Matter? Or even more challenging, what if that was a cop? Would you shun them? Is that all it is? That in order to fight for black lives and the youth of this community, you must be black. Last I checked, skin color was not the prerequisite to stand for justice. Your methods are weak, John Mark. Half steps, they won't work. History says otherwise. You got a problem, Shore? You're planting drugs in a man's house? Is this some kind of stunt because you couldn't find anything to frame him with? Just leave it alone. No. This isn't right. Sure, John Mark is dangerous. The man has a platform and sooner or later something bad is going to happen. Like what? He'll call to defund the police? Maybe. Maybe it's not something I won't have to tell my family about. That's not what I worried about having to tell your family if I was you, James. Just keep this to yourself. Let's go. Hey, what's up, James? Hey, Clark. Did you find anything? Not right now. Looks like this guy is squeaky clean. (sighs) That is disappointing news, officer. Don't worry, Mr. Mayor. Everyone slips up at one point or another. (sighs) We'll keep looking. Gotta go. Hey, James, where have you been? Oh, you know, just nightly patrols. Right. Uh, Anyways, I want you to take a look at something for me. There's this. Hey, guys, they're about to announce the verdict on Collins. Turn it up. For those of you just joining, I'm standing out in front of the courtroom here in Eastwood. We have just got word that Officer Collins has been acquitted of all charges in the death of Devon Watson. Listening to the Miseducation of John Mark. Episode 5, Can We Talk, was written by Aaron Woods and Michael Salas. Directed, edited, and sound designed by Joshua Williams. Produced by Evan Carrington and Joshua Williams. Starring BK Dawson, Trayvon Foster, Vio Soriano, Logan Stearns, Alex Iasconi, Adrian Justice, Jonathan Dowerman, Reed Rosenberg, and Justice Hall. Additional voices by Joshua Williams, Dave Eagleston, Chris Corcolo and Jackie Adondas. Music by Dusty Dex, Dream Cave, John Barzetti, Amber Spill, Lucentian, Miles Avita, and Caleb Childress. 
The Miseducation of John Mark is a C-Space media production. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review and share it with a friend. Keep up with the production by signing up for our email list at whoisjohnmark.com or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash whoisjohnmark.com.